Hey, Casey. Hi. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Garden State Mamas podcast. It is just Casey and I. We decided to do a little catch-up video. Um, thanks for hanging with us with our interviews lately. They've been really fun and really, like... So good. Yeah, really lots of thoughts, lots of, of things coming out, out of them. The whole thing with Sonia and having that event at the end of, the, of September, like, really kind of... Um, so excited. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it put so much more focus onto like what we're doing here as a podcast. Yeah. And that's really oh, totally. exciting. So uh, welcome everybody back. And uh, Casey and I are just going to talk about, you know, life and, and what's been going on. Some another current events episode um, because there's, uh, there's a lot going on. There's a, a lot. There is. That, like, <laughs> yeah. You do two like normal episodes, quote unquote, and then like you miss like an entire eternity of like what the hell's been happening in current events and life. And it's crazy. We have to catch up. Yeah. We have to catch up on what's going on. And you know, the end of summer is coming. We start school next yes. week. So we've got mm -hmm. back to school on our plate. Fall is coming. Casey's going to have some fall ideas. Um, we're going to start posting those on yes. our socials, just like we did for the summertime for any events that are yes. coming up um, and all that kind of fun stuff. So keep an eye out for the socials on that. Um, but yeah, we're running out of summer and we're, we're. I know uh, it's it. Yeah. This is it. There's just so like, much going legit on. legit our last week. <laughs> Um, How did it go by so fast? Well, it's funny because I feel like there's um, there's another woman that I went to help out at the school today, and there was another woman there, and she's just getting over COVID. So there's another spike in COVID, Ugh, or she's not getting over it. She caught it a few weeks ago, and she's like, yeah. So we were talking Numbers about it, ticking. yeah, and we were talking about it because like her kids were in like seven different camps this summer. Like she had them mm -hmm. really scheduled all summer long, and we had talked about it before school ended about all. The camps that yeah. her kids were going to and i was like i legit don't think i've left my house besides going to like the grocery store and the library for like three God weeks bless. like i've gone i don't think i've gone anywhere um we had my mom's birthday on the 19th um and that I, and we went down to the shore we just did like boardwalk and dinner and that kind of stuff and i don't think i've really done anything with the rest of the summer like the the end of the summer came up so quickly i think it's because i've been waiting for the school stuff you know my my district comes out super late for the school information yeah so yeah. um we still i mean we have his teacher but we still don't have like a supply list or anything like that so i think what God. how do you still have a supply list um, oh yeah. my god, that would be driving me insane. And a lot of my, I'm sorry. Well, a lot of my anxiety about all of this is yeah. we yeah. leave the second week of school. Yeah. So I want to have everything ready for my mom to take care of my son while we're gone. And I mean, I'm the crazy one that'll be like, you know, not only have a calendar, but like a day planner for her and also have like, I mean, I'm not going to have his clothes picked out for the full like seven days that we're gone, but I will have his baseball outfits put together because he's going to have baseball practice that he's going to have to go to. So I'm going to have that stuff ready for her with the days that that kind of stuff is going on. But then I also need the lunch menu so I can know which day she's going to have to make lunch for him because he's 
somewhat picky. He's not super picky, but he is somewhat picky. And so there's going to be yeah. days that I need to, her to know that she's going to have to make lunch for him. And like, obviously my mom has done this before. I, it's myself and my, my brother. So it's not like this is her right. first time of ever having to like make lunch. Not our first rodeo. Right. Yeah. But, um, I'm still that latchkey generation. So there's a lot of running around that I do for my son that not to say my mom didn't do it because I was in sports my whole life. So she definitely did it. But because my brother is six years younger than me, um, a lot of the stuff I, I did on my own, like she might've yeah. picked me up at the end of the day, but like from, yeah, there was a lot of time that there was, you know, I was only getting picked up. So, um, you know, I feel like I need to make sure I can make this as easy for her as possible. A hundred percent. And a lot right. of the stress that I'm on, like under right now, is because I don't have things like the lunch menu and the supply list. Yeah. And I, I'm yeah. still going to have to go to the so store. When and, is when is his orientation? Do you have orientation? Well, n not for first grade. His, uh, which, oh, but it is duh. interesting yeah. because. Last year, his orientation was the week before school. This year, yeah, which is us, we're kindergarten. Yeah, this you year you don't have orientation because you're first grade. Um, kindergarten orientation is the day before school starts. We're like a full week. Yeah, yeah we're it's doing okay. kindergarten. We have kindergarten orientation tomorrow, and then he starts work. Johnny starts school next week like literally almost a full week yeah yeah that's how it was last ah. year but this year the kindergartners are having orientation so what about before. okay so nothing for first grade no it's just like you show up and i, I took him to the school today just because i was there helping out and so i took him to his new classroom um that's kind of a benefit of being in the pta if anybody's thinking about it Wait, you get which, access to the school yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, I'm like trying to sneak, not sneak my way. I am, you don't even I am have trying to, to be on the Trust PTA. Me. I was going to say, that's you. what the PTA, yeah, that's what, the, basically, yes, exactly. Yeah. They were like, we need all the help we yes. can get, which I was like, yes, like I want to help, but I also don't want to overextend myself of like, I don't want to promise things I can't do. Yeah, or, no. Like I want to help in any, in any way that I can. Like, I can help do X, Y, and Z. Oh, like, and we have, absolutely. like, the whole calendar planned for the year. So I'm like, there's already ones that I'm like, yeah, I won't be there for that. Or especially because we're I'm going to be gone the second week of school. I miss, like, two events right off the bat. And I'm like, but I'm around for, you know, 90% exactly. of the events. The rest of so the year, yeah. It's not that huge of a deal. But um, one yeah. of the things though, that is kind of sad is that, you know, I own my own business and I can't be a sponsor because yeah. of the type of business I own. So, um, and then even trying to find other companies, like I'm thinking of the people I work with, but they're all involved in beer. And I'm like, I, yeah. like, I don't have anybody that I really like talk to that I could get to like help sponsor because everything has to do with beer. But um, but yeah, so schools, schools coming. How's Johnny handling? Like I, you told me that he was, he's starting to get a little pensive about it. I don't know what it is about this summer, but like he, I would say, I would say both of my kids are extroverted, but that's in front of me. So in front of everyone else, I would say that John is still extroverted and Charlie is introverted. 
Um, she definitely takes in a more introverted role around people she doesn't know. But all of a sudden this summer for Knobles, like Knobles is the perfect example of like he all of a sudden didn't want to ride the roller coasters. He all of a sudden had a fear of heights. He all of a sudden had like all these like, you know, I don't know, apprehensions that he didn't have last year. So now he's, he's super apprehensive about kindergarten that he wasn't that way about pre-K. He only had one year of pre-K versus Charlie will be going into her first of two years, excuse me, of pre-K. And I'm nervous. Like I'm nervous for him to be full day. He was only two hours out of the, the day last year, but they went to like a four hour camp this summer and both of them did great. So I was like, Oh, it's going to be fine. They eat lunch. Like they're going to be good. Have you started like practicing with him opening his lunchbox and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like he's got all of that. He's got it down. Like he's like super cool with all his stuff. They both, I'm very grateful. Our grandparents bought the, you know, like the back to school backpacks and the lunch boxes and all that stuff. I think orientation is going to help. I'm just nervous. I'm nervous for him because he's nervous. But other than that, I'm very excited (laughs) for him because I know once he gets in, he'll be so happy and so like he needs it. He needs it so much. He needs, you know, kids his age. He needs to play with kids his age. He needs to talk with kids his age. He needs to be learning. And, you know, even over the summer, he wants to learn how to read. Um, and we've been, you know, checking out books from the, the library with, um, you know, like kindergarten age, you know, sight words and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, he's going to be great. Like, I am fully confident. I'm a little bit worried about, like, um, I don't know, like, back to school um, parent-teacher conferences. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit worried that they're going to have a diagnosis for Johnny or that they're going to want to get him evaluated. Which I'm kind of, like, waiting for, like with my hands under my legs, like I'm waiting for it. Um, I, I've talked to the pediatrician for years about an ADHD diagnosis or a spectrum, you know, um, autism spectrum diagnosis. Um, I got really paranoid during COVID because around that 18 month mark, um, we were in lockdown. Like he was no longer, I I could no longer compare him to kids at the playground or, you know, kids we were seeing and playing with. So it was really hard on all of us, but I definitely saw a decline in like his verbals and like just the way that he had been progressing. I felt like there was just a stop, you know, And I'm sure that that goes for all COVID kids, like every COVID kid um, that, I mean, God, there's an expanse of COVID kids, I'm sure. Um, But I'm a little, I'm a little like apprehensive to be like, okay, 
I'm waiting for the teacher to be like, he can't, you know, he can't sit still or he's not paying attention or whatever. But part of me is hopeful that like, it's just me he's crazy with. Yeah. I think there, there's always that. And there's also like kindergarten teachers are prepared for that. Like that is what they teach. So like they, exactly, you know, they're right. going to, they're going to be able to know really whether he's like not pa- actually paying attention, you know? Exactly. 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 Well, and that's like my biggest thing is that like, I kind of, I don't know. I don't know if it's like apprehension or if it's relief that I'll finally kind of get an answer of like, do you think he's fine or is he fine? Are you noticing what I'm noticing at home, you know, Mm -hmm. or is he just doing this at home versus, um, I don't know. I don't, I I don't know. (laughs) Especially since like my recent diagnosis and, you know, like I'm overanalyzing him and so on and so forth. I think yeah. it's going to be I'm just, ex- I'm excited for him. Yeah. I I'm excited for him. I think he's going to be fine. I mean, overall, he's a very smart kid. He's very outgoing. He's a very sweet boy. So I'm hoping that like, he'll be okay. He'll be fine. <laughs> so I did find out it. because I was, I was putting, um, paperwork together for folders. Um, so, you know how last year I was talking about how Danny was in a classroom with 16 boys and four girls. Yes. Yes. So, the entire first grade is like that. There's what? like 25 girls in the entire first grade. All the teachers how? have between like. So, they just had a crazy amount of boys. Yeah. Which is weird because I was pregnant with three other people at the same exact time and I'm the only one with a boy. And then it was still, and Danny still is the only boy in, for like at least two years in between that, um, before any other boys actually started to show up. Um, so I thought that was, that was crazy that, um, yeah, there's 25 girls in the entire first grade class and those poor girls, they are, I know they are going to learn some skills, um, as they, as they progress, but real young. I thought um, this is kind of a good segue because those girls are going to be putting up with a whole bunch of stuff for (laughs) starting in kindergarten. Um, Amen. That takes me into, uh, so I'm a big soccer fan. Obviously the women's world Mm -hmm. cup just finished Spain won for the first time. Um, Yes. And shortly after, of course there's drama. Um, which I don't really want to call it drama on part of the players. I think this is drama caused by a man who thinks he has power. Um, so for those who don't follow what is going on during the medal ceremony, as Spain was going up onto the stage to get their medals for winning the world cup, amazing, you know, accomplishment of these women. Um, the president of the soccer federation of Spain, Luis Rubiales, I'm probably going to butcher those, um, kissed player Jennifer Hermoso on the lips. Like, yeah. And at first, like she was kind of like shocked on stage and then she just kind of like walked and 
pretty much what any female yeah, like, what do you do? has ever done with like randomly getting like kissed by somebody like at the bar or something where you're just kind of in shock of like what just happened you're in front of the entire world at that point right like, she's you on just stage won the world cup <laughs> yeah you just won the world freaking cup and now someone is assaulting you <laughs> like so afterwards they have her make a statement that like that's just the way he is and then she turns mm. around and she comes out and she's like no i'm not making that statement because that's not the truth that yeah. she felt that it was inappropriate and that you know it shouldn't have happened which it shouldn't have and then 100 the spain i don't care who he is yeah yeah and then the spain federation kind of turned it around that oh well they have a relationship it was consensual and as soon as they dropped the consensual word i was like if this isn't the bs we have been putting up with for mm. so many years I, like you can see when she's on stage her arms go at, go out to her side and she's just kind of like shocked at what happened and then they're going to turn around and say it's consensual because he's often there and he's kind of like, if it was consensual you would have seen an embrace yeah if it was consensual you would have seen like i'm so relieved we're in a relationship or we're in a whatever I don't care. Like, you would have seen a consensual kiss. It didn't. I've seen it personally. Thank God. I know what you're talking about. I saw it and I was like, oh, hell no. As soon as I saw it, I was like, she did not expect this. No. And like, I felt horrible. I felt immediately horrible for her that I was like, fuck. Now all of this shit is on her. It why is it on her? Right. Now she has to it's, prove it's, she has to answer. She has to answer for his decision making and like or lack thereof. Like oh the whole thing made me immediately like this is this is everything. This is like everything in a nutshell <laughs> yeah and so you know he at first started calling people who were criticizing him idiots and then he said well i guess i have to apologize there is no other option right and furthermore learn from this and understand that when you are president of an institution as important as the federation you have to be more careful especially in ceremonies you don't have to be more careful you just have to not do it at all it shouldn't even be something that like you even think about doing exactly right it's not a more careful thing it's just like why did you think that it was okay it is an instinctual thing right like he very instinctually kissed her on the lips and that just says the lack of thought that goes through his head in order to do the action to, to kiss her to all of this and to even process it the way he's processing it makes me so frustrated because any woman in the opposite 
like if it was a woman president kissing a male in the op, you know, in the opposite role. Well, I don't think be- a woman would do that. A kiss on the cheek, yes, um, but I don't no, think a woman never. would grab a man's no, face never. and just kiss never. him on the lips without never be- because they live under constant scrutiny and you know just subjugation of like sexuality and relationship and and all of that is like you do not force yourself like that like the obviously like that's a romantic and personal thing is like lips on lips is a whole thing and like why her Right, like uh, he like, he had that's a whole other thing. He had kissed other players like on the cheek. He had lifted some yes! up, like he had hugged, you know. Yes! He, but for some reason, she was the one that he decided to go all the way. And then obviously, other things start. You know, um, the players decide they're no longer playing. So then Spain decides they're going to take legal action against the players. And it's like so now the women again are being put through the legal system mm-hmm. because they're standing mm-hmm. up for something that was done to them that isn't right but now they have to fight the legal system because um the the, the federation doesn't like he won't resign and the federation just isn't getting rid of him so at this point the entire coaching staff minus one person has left the players are refusing to play um and this is already good for them yeah good for them and spain was already dealing with like they won the world cup without some of their like top players because those top players refused to play under the conditions that they've been playing in so they already had players that were like we're done dealing with the low pay the not equal treatment the lack of resources and things like that yeah and then oh yeah now they've got and then this and now this and so Megan Rapino, she's on the U.S. women's national team. She's amazing. Um, she speaks for all, and she uses her privilege in the right way. Um, but she even said, like, the Federation's president's actions made her think about how much we are required to endure. Think how much that Spanish team had to shoulder. Some of the players who stood up way back last year still aren't on the team. Maybe that was something that galvanized them, but you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. And we shouldn't. We, yeah. Those players no. should not have to be facing what they're facing because one dude couldn't keep his hands to himself and his lips to himself. Right. But exactly. because he's the president of the Federation he feels he has the power that not only can he do it, but he can criticize the people who are calling him out. Questioning on it. it. Yeah, exactly. And refusing to step down with a group of men standing behind him, not forcing him to step down. So Sounds familiar. Do, right? Right. Hmm. Sounds familiar. I can't even imagine where these men would get this idea from sounds like one in a million right so um 
Yeah. It's so sad. It makes me sad for those women that their accomplishment is now like Clouded. the second story. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Is the second story to this stupid idiot like man <laughs> that decided that his I don't even know if he decided it's, this is the thing is that no one, no man in this particular instance or moment, like it's just so telling of the world that we're in right now, which is a man of power was caught in an instinct that he had. He got caught up quote unquote, He got caught up in the moment and his power and his whatever machismo, if you will, and took advantage of that. But he does not want to accept the fallback in which comes with that in 2023. And I'm so proud and happy and I'm, I'm I'm equally proud and happy for the reporters and the, the you know all of um everyone that is pushing against it of you know you should apologize and you should yes absolutely he should it was definitely definitely an indiscretion but it also makes me so sad that it immediately overshines the insane accomplishment that these women have pushed for for so long. Their lives. Yeah. This is the first time Spain has ever won a Women's World Cup. Their entire lives, not, not only just these women, but the nation. Yeah. You know, and now it's foreshadowed by one very stupid man's decisions. And and I don't even want to say he made a decision. I think it was his instincts. And I think that that says enough about the entire situation. Yeah. It's, it's just another man who refuses to be held accountable for his actions. But your actions were put on a world stage. With millions mm-hmm. of people watching. And you did something that was wrong. Yeah. Very wrong. Very, very, very wrong. And I'm glad that he caught, got caught up. So. Well, I just wish he would do the right thing at this point And resign. Yeah. And let, let that team. I do too. Celebrate the accomplishment yeah. that they did. Because in four years. Yeah. When the women go back and take on that stage again in four years, it's going to be Spain as the reigning world champions. So the story is going to be Mm -hmm. back on the Spanish team. But there is always going to be talk about what happened. And that's a shame because it should just be that Spain is the reigning World Cup champions and coming back to defend their title. And shouldn't have to be. Very cut and dry and simple. Just like... Any if other the women man. Had, if the U.S. women had won it, it would just be yeah. they're coming back as the reigning world champs. You know, well, they're you know, we would hope, we would, <laughs> we would hope. 
I was going to um, say, well, I, I mean, for men, for men, from any like male sport, this has never, ever, ever been a thing. Ever. No. Because <laughs> women live in a world where the, we live in the real world, where I feel like men live in like a la la land where they can do wherever they whatever they want whenever they want yeah i i don't know how many Um, times i've seen when like me too movement came out and like just people (laughs) explaining about how we walk through parking lots at night how we don't go for runs at night how we the things that we do to change the way that we live our lives so that we're safe and then when that's told to men and they're like what and it's like yeah don't you see the world we live in yeah. Like, do you not see the stories? Do you not see, you know, well, then they'll go back and say, oh, well, you wanted equality. <laughs> I will take out some men, uh, just so you know. But that doesn't mean I should have to walk through a parking lot with my keys between my fingers. 100%. But um, congratulations 100%. to the Spanish Women's World Hell Cup Hell yeah. Team. Hell yeah. Way to go. That was an amazing feat. Congratulations on your first, um, you know. That's very exciting. I'm so excited for them. Yeah. Yeah. I actually just saw like an Olympic advertisement. Like, oh, yeah. Paris 2024. I know. So, I just saw the first advertisement and I was like, <laughs> we're going to be in Paris. And apparently a lot of it's already like set up and they're really like a lot of the, the, landmarks and stuff have been re like cleaned and and all that i mean notre dame is still under construction but um yeah lots of the buildings the arc de triomphe all of it is being like cleaned up and all you know it's already starting to get ready for paris 2024 they just cleaned the the river um they just had their first swimming event through the river scene how does i was gonna say how does one clean a river <laughs> well it's, it's like a canal thinking, so they would yeah they like close the doors would drain okay. a portion clean that portion up and then just they just moved down um so you know, and so on yeah yeah I, I watched a couple like videos of the things that they were fi- finding tons of like bikes and like wow yeah tons of bikes yeah um so i've 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 seen a bunch of videos of of what they were finding in there but um yeah i'm excited to see what a city right before the olympics is gonna look like because i've never i'm definitely never i tried to go to the london olympics but you it's a lottery system for tickets and so i didn't yeah i didn't get any tickets for the the event so um yeah i'm looking forward to that congratulations to spain some other current stuff. I, I feel like I've missed my calling when it comes to like what I should have done with my life. Um, because I got every time there's a hurricane that it forms, gets close to land, hits land. I'm all about it. Like I watch all the live streams. I'm, I'm like addicted to the radar and everything. Um, so obviously hurricane Adalia just hit Florida this morning. Um, it hit like just north of Cedar Key and what they call the Big Bend of of Florida. Um, now, when I was younger, I actually grew up in Brooksville. Or I didn't grow up there, but I spent a couple years in Brooksville, Florida. So that's about an hour and a half from Cedar Key. And Cedar Key was one of um, the places that uh, was flooding a lot. 
didn't it wasn't on the direct hit but it wasn't far from from where it made landfall um but i was up at like eight o'clock this morning with the live coverage on uh landfall had hit at seven so i was an hour i missed an hour of it um but i don't think i would have ever been a storm tracer because i i tornadoes definitely scare the crap out of me like i twister 1996 like i'm going nowhere near a tornado (laughs) i'm like forever traumatized by like tornadoes like i don't want to be anywhere (laughs) um but there's something about hurricanes and and they're just how they form and all that that really like interests me and and i follow them all the time i also happen to live in florida when hurricane andrew hit um which was a pretty devastating hurricane that happened in the 90s um I lived on the West Coast, though, and Andrew hit on the East Coast, so it had weakened Mm -hmm. by the time it made it over to the West Coast, but it was still very damaging. And I remember we had stayed at a friend's house and like 17 trees were down in her her, on her property. And it was like a full day of cleanup. And then we had school the next day and they were like and like some of the roads still weren't even passable. And they were like, well, we're not sending the buses out, but if you can get to school, you have to come to school. Um, so that's how Florida rolls wow. when it comes to hurricanes. Um, and if you can get to school, you better come to school. Yeah. So um, that's crazy. Yeah. It's uh, the whole thing, like seeing them come on. But, um, you know, it did still hit Georgia as a hurricane. Um, definitely yeah. doing damage as it's making its way. Um, I've heard of damage report like tornadoes and stuff in South Carolina. Um, and some of the models, which I know it's not many of them, but there are like two models that are showing it turn back around. So go out into the Atlantic ocean and actually get pushed back into the East coast of Florida, um, which would be absolutely insane. But what I was really interested about this and which I kind of had just from paying attention the last couple of years, climate change. Thank you. Um, (laughs) when the thunderstorm south of the Yucatan Peninsula started to form, like they were talking about this, you know, a week ago about these thunderstorms that were forming, um, hurricanes now are intensifying so much faster than they used to. So this storm formed just south of the Yucatan Peninsula did not have much water mileage wise to move up into the Gulf of Mexico is so hot right now that hurricane got to a category four in less than like 30 hours. Wow. It did did lose a tiny bit. So category four is sustained winds of 130 miles per hour. Category three is sustained winds of 125 miles per hour. So there's a five mile per hour difference between there. So it did drop to, yeah, um, it did drop to a category three right before it hit land, but you're talking sustained winds of 125 miles per hour when, you know, right before it hit land, which most of the the storm was already on land, was a category four. And the fact that we can get a, a hurricane from thunderstorms to a category four in a matter of like three days. Yeah. These storms that have any more time in any of the waters, Gulf of Mexico or the Atlantic right now around Florida, Mm -hmm. is so hot that 
honestly like it's so scary i feel like katrina is gonna be just another mm-hmm. like dot in the history books oh absolutely be i mean soon. i mean i, I think it, un- unfortunately it's inevitable yeah with what we're seeing just this past summer what's coming up in the fall i mean like and i say that coming (laughs) i've been freaking out about it because october is the rainy season from the east coast and like we are going to orlando we're going to disney in october in the middle of october so i'm like please dear god (laughs) Let there not be a category three hurricane. Like I, I can't, I like, I couldn't even imagine driving all the way down with my two toddlers and just having, are you driving down? Oh, we are driving down because we are stopping in Georgia. Thank God. We're so excited to see all of our Georgia friends, um, for a couple days before we head to um, Orlando on Sunday and then Monday we start our Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Hollywood Studios, um, you know, our whole, our whole shebang, but it's, it's scary thinking about the weather. I try not to think about it because it's something I can't control. Yeah. We've been, but we've been hard. looking it's hard. at weather for our trip. And yeah, oh my god, um, it's hard not to. It doesn't seem like I'm gonna be getting beach days, that's for sure. Um, yeah, so I was a little, I was a little surprised that, um, they, uh, Paris, Munich, and Portugal, all, all three of them, um, all have very similar weather during this time of year, um. So we're looking at like mid seventies during the day, mid sixties at night, um, which to some people that's like perfect weather, including my cousin, who's like super excited. Um, and I'm sitting here thinking like, great, now I have to pack hoodies and jeans, um, because that's too cold for me. Uh, (laughs) and my plan of sitting in my bathing suit or in a robe the entire time I'm in Portugal sounds like that's not going to happen. Um, so gonna have to come up with other things to do while we're there (laughs) yeah Yeah. uh, isn't sitting by the ocean or by the pool um because 73 is not that warm to me and i was like well hopefully it's like a warm 73 maybe the sun is but then if you really look at it Um. like i mean portugal's fairly even with us but we're not mid-70s in september like we're still in the no. 80s so um france is uh, you know paris is much further north um if you line it up with you know north america you're looking at quebec so um that kind of makes sense for why it's going to be mid 70s and then germany when, because we've been on a lot of like oktoberfest travel groups and stuff like that they have people have started asking about um, temperature and and what it's going to be like and what should we bring in because you don't want to carry things all through Oktoberfest, especially if you're drinking a lot and and that stuff. And there have been people who have shown pictures of there being snow and it being like 85 degrees. 
So I'm like, great. <laughs> we're we're really guess we just I'm just gonna pack the great night before. Planning. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And that I mean, what else? Uh, no, I feel like that's kind of what we did when we packed for our honeymoon. Was like pack for everything, pack for layers, and I mean, I definitely brought sundresses, which I'm glad. But we also went earlier in the season, but still, yeah. So I don't know. It's I'm, hard. I'm gonna be packing probably. <laughs> it's hard traveling before. anywhere. I feel the same. I feel the same way about traveling to. To Orlando in October. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, what no, do it's I hot. do? <laughs> it's hot. I was like, I'm still wearing summer clothes, right? Yes. Like, I, my kids want to wear costumes. Like, make them like small are they costumes. Gonna be sweating? <laughs> are they going to be freezing? So we went down. We were in Miami on Halloween one year, and I want to say we were on the beach all day. Uh, we were in the pool, so we were definitely thinking. And then we went down to Key West, uh, November like first to the fourth or something like that. And November in Key West, it was eighty three, and that is when we went out on the oh boat. And the workers didn't want to jump in for a towel that had fall- fallen overboard because yeah. they said the ocean was too cold because it was only eighty four degrees. And we were like, what? We're like, um, our ocean never gets above like 74. So I know exactly. We jumped in for them and, and got it. And we were like floating on noodles and just like hanging out oh, in the yeah. ocean. And the workers were like, no, it's too cold. And we we're like, that's so you have the benefit of being from the Northeast. So like, it's going to be hot yeah. <laughs> because it's hot. Um, and yeah. I think we came home and when we came home, it was like 47 windy and cold and like gray when we got home. We were like, why did we leave? <sighs> yeah. What was the point exactly. of that leaving thing? Every time I leave Key West, I think the same thing though. I'm like, why am I right? leaving? I mean, it's, it's, it's still tough about going down there. Um, we're still planning to go down in 2025, but. I'm really hoping DeSantis is gone. Amen. That would be a wonderful. That's another. That would be a wonderful that's another thing. current event. Have you seen the faces he got at that Jacksonville vigil? Oh my gosh! Uh, the people well, in that crowd, I mean, man. Just it looks just could kill. The, just the shootings alone that have gone on in our country. I mean, the, uh, all over. There's been way too many shootings since the beginning of the year. I've been posting, I mean, I'm sure people are sick of me posting on Facebook and Instagram, but I'm not going to (laughs) stop because I'm just like, wake up. Like it's not going to stop until we pass some serious gun reform. Like it's stupid. Why are we sending our kids to school and acting like this is okay? Oh, that's, that's a whole, that's a whole, that's a whole episode. Mm-hmm. We will get to that more. Yeah, we've closer. got, we've got a couple. <laughs> closer to the election. Yeah, we've got a couple episodes <laughs> that, um, I've got one that, um, I want to bring up now just to get perspectives from our listeners. Um, because mm-hmm. I think this is going to be a big topic. It's definitely a big topic that's coming up for like my age group. Um, and that is our aging parents. 
Um, mm. So yeah, I had a, a friend recently whose mom ended up in hospice and shortly after that passed away. And it really kind of was like a wake up call of like what the future holds. And I mean, the future holds that for everybody, but obviously some of us are a lot closer to that future than others. Um, yeah. And, you know, having to start to figure out things like when your parents are starting to get sick and splitting the responsibilities between siblings and doctor's appointments and following up and who is the caretaker and who, when they can't take care of themselves, who takes the responsibility of that? And yeah. what does that mean? Does that mean like multi-generational houses are definitely something that are becoming more popular because the housing situation is just ridiculous with costs. Um, but what if you live in a house that's not big enough? What do you do? Yeah. What if you live in a township that doesn't allow auxiliary buildings like a granny pod? I would love to put a granny pod. I got plenty of room, but my township doesn't allow that. So what do you do if you're in a situation like that? What do you do if your parents are being put in hospice? Like, I, it's, it's like a thought that I can't even wrap my brain around right now. So we'd like to get some perspective from our listeners on what you're doing or how you're handling that. Um, resources, like we said, we want to be that, that spot for other people. So we'll take any resources that you might have. Um, if you've recently lost a parent, like what you had to go through, what are some, not like tips and tricks, but what is something that like people might not be thinking about right now that they should yeah. be thinking about? Because this might be something that you ran into and would have been a lot easier if your parents had taken care of it before they passed, that kind of stuff. Um, so definitely, you know, hit up the the private message on Facebook or Instagram. You definitely don't have to put it all out there for the world to see. Um, or you can email us at gardenstatemamas at gmail.com. Um, we'll definitely 100%. take that. But um, we're building that episode because that episode feels like it's a big one. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's a lot. Um, I also wanted to just shout out a few things. The PA Ren Fair runs every weekend until October 29th. Sorry, my voice. I can hear it cracking. Um, the Rancocas Woods Craft and Antique Show is Saturday, September 23rd from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, you can see vendors, kids crafts, food trucks, live music. That's in Mount Laurel. Um, I found it on Facebook. Um, there is Star Wars Day at the zoo in Cape May County Zoo. Um, you want to check that out on Facebook. Um, September 3rd is Sunflower and Fall Fest with a corn maze. Fairgrounds at Red Barn Farm in Hamilton, New Jersey. Um, September 1st to the 2nd, you're going to want to check out the Water Lantern Festival in Atlantic County, um, Glassboro Car and Food Truck Festival. This Friday coming up at 5 p.m., Glassboro Town Square. And check out Timberline Farms and Dalton Farms for sunflower picking. It is sunflower season, people. Go pick beautiful sunflowers and take all your photos. Um, and also on 
the sunflower farms thing, Ward's Farm in Mannington Township. Oh, yes, they yes, do, yes, yes, yes. Wards, um, wards, wards, wards. BYO, like, picnic. You can go and picnic there. Um, they also have, Perfect. like, BYOB date night where you can just have, like, a date night out in the sunflower fields. Um, they've got a bunch of picnic tables oh, cool. and everything that make it look really cute that are, sp- like, scattered throughout the, the flower fields. Um, they have a bunch of events going on, um, and you can also register for those um date nights and, and picnics and it's all byob and that, and that kind of stuff so nice um so check that out don't forget september 30th is our going to be our event with sonia um yes! new jersey garden teacher oh my god wait which i'm actually i'm supposed to be on a call with her tomorrow to like to talk further about it september 30th yeah oh my god um, we're coming up with put it in your calendars we're gonna come up with some fun things i know she's working with a, uh, a winery close by um also maybe a nursery to see if they'll help out i'm working with a charcuterie board uh company to see what we can do yes. there um I will probably also end up reaching out to my brewery partners and seeing what they um what we can maybe get to make that work as well. Um, but that will be September 30th. We'll have more details once um, Casey and Sonia have that call so that they can, we can get a time and everything like that. But that is going to yeah, be next down. episode, next episode, next week. I was going to say next week we'll have more, we'll have more details. We'll have all the details yeah. actually. But we will also put that all on the social medias and we'll have events and things like that where you can uh, RSVP and and all that fun stuff. So exciting. We're gearing up for like fun, the fun stuff. Yeah. I mean, fall's crazy. You're traveling. I'm traveling. We're going to have to figure all this out. Ugh. It's back to school. It's it, just keep just keep adding the stress to life right now. Yeah. Um. But what else? Thank you, everybody, for joining us, hanging out with us on another Garden State Mamas podcast, and we will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.